Rami's Age Show, interviewing interesting people so people can learn interesting things. Here is your host, Rami Zaid. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Rami Zaid Show, where I interview interesting people so people can learn interesting things. Well, 2020 is almost to a close. Yay! <laughs> but not quite yet. The holidays are upon us, and that means Christmas shopping. And if you're doing any last-minute Christmas shopping, you might be thinking of getting jewelry for your loved one. And if you're not thinking of jewelry, well, in about 30 seconds, you're about to. Because my guest today is Miranda Fry of Miranda Fry Jewelry. Miranda's pieces have been seen on the necks, ears, and wrists of Hollywood's finest. In addition, her collections are often found on the covers and in the pages of fashion publications, including The Zoe Report, Who, What, Where, In Style, Glamour, Cosmo, and Seventeen, just to name a few. But what's even more impressive than that is Miranda herself. Her story of starting the company is nothing short of inspiring. I would get a pen and paper out because you'll get many words of motivation from her in this podcast. That said, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Miranda Fry. Miranda Fry, welcome to the Rami Zate Show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Okay, well, we have the holidays around the corner, and the rumor on the street is Miranda Fry is obsessed with Christmas, and I want to know <laughs> everything about that. Oh my gosh, I love Christmas so much. It is the happiest time of the year. To me, it's the most magical. I remember um, being a child and just waking up with the Christmas tree and the ornaments and the lights and you get to open up presents and it just always felt like magic. And I guess I've always kind of been drawn to that adventurous part of life and Christmas emulates that so much. And it's beautiful. I love all the decorations. So so that, that's actually something I want to get to just given your design background. I, I'm assuming your, your house is decked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We start early around here. <laughs> what uh, I mean, what what's going on inside the house? Well, um, usually, I mean, this year we did it extra early because I thought 2020 needed a little extra cheer. So we started pretty quick after Halloween, much to my son's displeasure. They thought it was way too early, but my husband and I really love Christmas and just decided to put up the lights and get the tree out and put up the ornaments and just start celebrating. That's great. Do you have do you have Christmas traditions as well? I mean, with I know that we have COVID upon us, but are there any traditions that you guys do, whether it's caroling or making cookies or anything like that? I think probably the only thing we do is we go out as a family usually every year and go and look at all the Christmas lights around town, and it's a ton of fun. And there's a couple streets around here that just go wild with it, so it's quite it's quite it's quite the light show. Oh, that's great. I love it. Well, I want to jump in. We're going to get to you, your career, which is super exciting in, in the, the research that I've done. But I usually ask my guests, you know, how they start their day. I think it's super important for our listeners and the feedback on entrepreneurs like yourself. How do you kickstart your day? And there's some, Miranda, that are extremely, you know, OCD and structured and some that are all over the place. Would love to hear how you start yours. Okay, well, I'm definitely not going to be the former. I'm not very OCD. So I get up, I have my celery juice, and then I check my emails and I have my coffee. (laughs) That's probably the most structure I have in my morning. And I just sit down and do all my emails and kind of get quiet for a little bit. 
And then I move on. And I think probably the most meditative part of my morning is when I do my makeup. I used to be a makeup artist in a past life. And there's just something so, I don't know, grounding for me when I'm getting ready in the morning. I know some women can't stand it. It's, it's a chore for them. But for me, it's just an absolute pleasure. Now, I, w- I want to go to that, but you, you mentioned celery juice before the coffee. Is this like a shot of celery juice or that's a new one for me? I haven't heard that one. Oh, no, it's a full 16 ounces. So I've had a lot of like digestive problems over my life and gut issues and things. And I went gluten free a long time ago. I've kind of always been a little bit of that alternative medicine girl. So I'm always researching kind of like any ailments I may have. So I found um, Anthony Williams, he's aka the medical medium. And he's made celery juice, I think pretty famous now. I think a lot of people do it, but I just decided to try it. And it literally cleared up a rash all over my body. My digestion got a ton better. My skin looked better. I felt better just in general. So it's just something I've stuck with. And my husband's into it now too, which is great. So we do it together every morning. Oh, that's fantastic. So jumping back then to to the makeup. So you have your celery, you have the coffee, you answer a few emails, and then you you mentioned the word meditative. During this this time where you're putting on your makeup, is there music on? Is it silence? You know, what's going on through your head? Just a little bit more color on that that period because you, you definitely made a point of it. Well, I do listen to podcasts sometimes. I love learning, probably a little too much, to be honest. I'm always researching and learning things. And sometimes I'm quiet. It just kind of depends on the morning. My two sons are here. I like to be here in the mornings when they're here. I used to (laughs) drop them off at school. So I would be here, drop them off to school and then go to work. But now they are at home with me. So sometimes he'll come in and my youngest, I should say, will come in and ask me at least 15 questions because I feel like he wakes up with (laughs) just all sorts of questions from sleeping, all these thoughts. But for the most part, if I'm uninterrupted, I'll be listening to a podcast, not usually music anymore, um, or I'm just totally quiet. And I just kind of I'm just in deep thought about different things. Right. And and so when do, well, I would say go to the office, but given the pandemic, but when does your actual work day start? My actual work day starts about, I would say, well, on a normal schedule, when I'm dropping off my kids at school, I drop them off at eight and then I'm at the office by 830. So that's roughly still the same. Right. And I, I've heard that you you definitely, you yourself, but also to you and the company have a really good work-life balance. So, you know, as far as end of the day, there's a certain time where it's, hey, everyone, everyone go home, which I thought was pretty admirable. Yes. Oh, yeah. Our work hours are seven to three. And I want everyone to have a personal life, home life. I think it's super important. I think that you can get the same amount of work done in a smaller amount of time if you're more refreshed and whole. And I think that everyone's personal lives are extremely important. So I really encourage people when they're home to be home and to be off from work. And I know that sometimes that's not possible. Like things come up and everyone I work with is just so amazing about that. But for the most part, we, people's private time is their private time. And I think it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. So let's get to you and your career. Not professionally trained. You've, I think you've almost advertised that. But I want to know, maybe we can start the, the, the listeners off with belt buckles and the sideways cross. I think that's where it started for you at the beginning. But let, let's start there and give the audience a little bit of color on how Miranda Fry, the company, started. Well, I was, as you said, I was making custom belt buckles with my old dear friend, Haley Hunter, that I used to work with back at the Ghost Bar a million and one years ago. 
And we were making these belt buckles that were made out of vintage jewelry. So we would buy all this vintage jewelry, just in bulk, and we'd just buy these buckles. And then we would adhere on all this vintage jewelry and all these different patterns and styles and all this. And so each one was unique and one of a kind. And it was super fun. And then she ended up getting into interior design. And I ended up going the jewelry direction because... I had all this vintage jewelry at my house. I had kids and life was just hectic and crazy. And I was watching the Zoe Project. I don't know if you remember that show, Rachel Zoe, the Zoe Mm -hmm. Project. And her assistant Taylor was wearing the sideway cross and I'd never seen anything like it before. And so of course I got on the internet and researched it, researched it. And the only one I could find was at an LA fine jewelry store. I think it's called Rose Arc. And it was like $500. And I'm like, I will never be able to afford that. You know what I mean? Like, just like, but I was like, I have to have it. So I dug through all my vintage jewelry. I found an open sideways cross and I figured out how to make a necklace, a sideways cross necklace. And that was kind of the beginning for me because I wanted it for myself. So then I just started making things for myself. Then the sideways cross, everybody in my circle saw it and they're like, I want one. So I'm like, well, I can make you one. I have all this, I have all these open crosses and then their friends wanted one. So then I'm like, okay, how can I find these open crosses? So that just kind of threw me into by making it for my friends and my family and their friends and their family. It just started the whole process of learning how to make jewelry and source it. And that's how the business began. Are you literally making this like in your bedroom? I guess, where, where are you making this jewelry at this, at this point in your career, right? Well, it was in our fourth bedroom downstairs. We have a bedroom downstairs that was kind of like our guest bedroom at the time. And yeah, that kind of became, well, it didn't kind of, it did become our office. And I would just go down there. Yeah. And just make jewelry and design. And it just grew and grew. And I ran my business out of my office downstairs for a while, for a few years. Yeah. And so at what point you're making jewelry for friends and friends of friends, and all of a sudden you're making a couple more. At what point do you say to yourself, okay, this is something that I want to do. This is going to be a business. Well, okay. Really, I have to give that to my husband because he was really all over me. My sister-in-law's bridal shower was here and all her friends had come over to my house and literally every single one of them bought across and left. (laughs) You know what I mean? So my husband was like, wait, I think you're onto something, Miranda. Every single girl wanted one and they all just purchased one. So like, I think we need to do something with this. So he was kind of all over me, but I had young kids at the time and I just wasn't sure. And I hadn't really fully thrown myself into the idea of starting a business. It just seemed kind of large to me at the time. But then I was reading a magazine and there was an article on another jewelry designer who was a mom and all that. And it, and I kind of had read her story about how she had done it. And I don't know why it just all clicked. And I'm like, well, if she did it. I can do it too. And I just kind of love that because I hope that I'm that for other people. I hope that other women hear my story or read my story and know that I have no training. <laughs> I have no school. I shouldn't be where I am in quotes, but that if it's your purpose and your dream and your and you have the will to do it, you can do anything. That's awesome. Now about, uh, I'm just trying to go back in chronology here about what, what year was that first cross made to, okay, this is now going to catapult into a full-blown business. I guess what, what's that time frame? Oh gosh, I'm the worst with numbers and dates. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, I know that we became an official business in 2011. I know that because that's when we got like our Instagram page and our Facebook page. And that's when things started to get real, but I had been 
doing it for, I think a few years before that. I probably think I started in 2009, maybe ish, but very like here and there part-time, you know what I mean? But 2011 was when we were like, we're doing this. And <laughs> now is it, is that there any point? So you obviously are extremely talented. Your husband helped put this business together. And now it's, it's taken off. Was there any fears? I mean, I just, your voice and, and meeting you, talking to you, it's just like full-blown confidence. Was there any fears, I guess, of, oh my gosh, you know, I am, I am doing this. And what you just said about, you know, I hope I'm an example for other, for other women listeners. I, I, I'm just curious about the, the fears going on about catapulting this into another full-blown business like you have. I mean, I was very fortunate because my husband, you know, had his job at the time. He now does work with our company, but at the time he had his own business. So I was able to grow my business very slow and at the pace that I wanted. My personality, I like, I like freedom and I don't like being controlled. <laughs> so I did it my way. I didn't have any investors. I put my own boundaries down around how I wanted it to grow. So I think that cut out a lot of the fear for me. Of course, of course, there were things that happened that were fearful, but growing the business wasn't very scary to me. What was scary was putting myself out there in the beginning. That was really hard for me. It was very vulnerable, you know, try to launch a collection and show it and advertise it. So, so vulnerable. And then, you know, when, when things would go wrong, oh gosh, that's my name, you know, and I really believe that as a business, we want to treat people how we want to be treated. I think that's just that's just how I operate in life. And I feel like my business should be exactly the same. And so when I would put out something and I knew there was something wrong with the product or whatever, it would just like kill me, you know, like, cause that happens sometimes, like sometimes something would happen and we didn't know there was something wrong with the product and it got sent out and I would just die. <laughs> but I would learn tons from it and we always tried to rectify it. And that's how you grow. So those are the things that brought me more fear than anything. Yeah. Well, there was some, you know, something that stood out on your profile, which I thought was not only awesome, but just a good show of your personality. And Miranda, this is the first time you and I have ever talked, but you have in your bio, like most people, comma, confidence does not always come easy for Miranda. And then it goes on to, to the rest of your bio. And I thought that was so cool, for lack of a better term, because there was this captivating vulnerability about you just saying, hey, look, like confidence has always come easy to me, but dot, 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 look at me now. I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, confidence is a long, it has been a lifelong pursuit for me. I mean, it's, I think a lot more people than not can relate to that. So I just always want people to know that like, I mean, everything looks so shiny and pretty from the outside, especially on Instagram and Facebook and in advertising and marketing and all that. But you know, life's life's had a lot of ups and downs. And 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 I've been through a lot. I had a really rough childhood. I've been through a lot of therapy in my life. And I've worked really hard to overcome a lot of the wounds that I've had in my life. So I really have a lot of empathy for people and their struggles, because I've struggled a lot. Would you call yourself a perfectionist, Miranda, with what you're doing? Or would that not be the right word? I don't. Okay, so I've never seen myself as a perfectionist, but I think other people might see me as that. I do believe, <laughs> so this is going to totally contradict what I just said, but I do believe that if you're going to do something, you need to do it 100% and all the way and do it the right way. Like I don't cut corners. I believe that if we're going to do it, we need to do it the right way and do it fully. So I guess if you equate that to perfectionism, but I feel a little like, I just don't feel like I fit the perfectionistic personality, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I do. 
Yeah, well, you know, there's, I love quotes. I'm super, super dorky if you've not caught on by now on that. But there's a quote. I have not. By, <laughs> I have not. Don't sound by, dorky uh, to me at all. Yeah, right. There's a quote by uh, Salvador Dali, the Spanish artist, that says, have no fear of perfection because you'll never reach it. And I, I you know, I asked that question because you definitely have this, this drive. You can just tell when you're talking and passionate about what you're doing. But if you have that flexibility to say, hey, look, like, we're going after, you know, a lot of different items right now. We may never be perfect, but as long as we're all striving towards that same goal, it sounds like that's kind of the personality of you and your company for that matter. Yeah. Like I'm a huge believer in mistakes. So from that regard, I'm not a, a classic perfectionist like that. I, I I think mistakes is where you learn your best lessons and they're the ones you don't forget. So I hold our mistakes as, as being high currency because they change you and they make you better and you learn. That's where a lot of your wisdom comes from in life, I believe, is from the places where we fail and the mistakes that we make. So yeah, I just, I believe in doing things to the best of your ability and doing them well. And again, always thinking about the other side, like our company is really great about thinking about our customer all the time. So it's not just about us, you know, it's about them. So we always want everything to be a win-win. We're not in business just to be in business. Like we actually want to contribute something. I feel like we do a good job at that. And I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of. I'm going to expand on that. Do you, do you measure that? I guess when you are listening to the customers, getting their feedback, is, is there a way you measure that? Or I guess you're measuring that through, through sales if you're making the product. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very in contact with Kirza, who's our customer care angel, I call her. She is just a champion for our customers. Like she listens to them and she talks to them all day, every day. Like that is her job. And, you know, we have meetings about it once a week, we sit down and we talk about everything, you know, that she brings to the table. Likewise with Daniela, she's our social media strategist and she's talking with our customers all day long. And so I'm constantly conversing with her and these women care, they care about who they're talking to. And it just makes me so proud. Like I'm just so proud of the individuals that I get to work with. And I think it makes us just a better company because there's just that flow of like, we're trying to love people, you know, through, through jewelry and trying to make them feel good and be a bright spot in their day, whether it's from when they're putting on the jewelry or it's when they get on our Instagram and they see something that inspires them or when they converse with us, like we want to be a bright spot in their day. We, we know life is hard and it kicks you around sometimes. And so we don't want to be any part of that. We want to be the part of that that helps lift you up. So yeah, it's just kind of the heart of our company. No, that's great. I want to go back a little bit because you mentioned in a previous life, makeup artists, and now obviously doing what you're doing with Miranda Fry. Do you look back, Miranda, and it's say, there, here is a tipping point. I know we started with you know your making of the belt buckles, and then all of a sudden there's the, the sideways cross. But is, do you look back and say, this is a huge tipping point or big, big moment in my life that now took me to where you are today? You know... <laughs> I wish I could say that because it sounds so much more exciting, but it really happened pretty, pretty organically for me. I mean, I was as a stay at home mom, I had my two boys, I was knee deep in that. I will say that I was dying for creativity. I mean, <laughs> I was like out doing Christmas time, I was out doing every Christmas crap you could imagine for the house and doing all that, you know, because I really needed a creative outlet. But I never saw this in my future. I didn't plan for it. It really honestly just organically happened because I wanted it for myself. And then 
it just kind of snowballed from there. Now on, on the craft part of it, I believe I read somewhere that one of your first loves was interior design. Is that true? Number one. And then number two, are you talking interior design like of homes? Yes. Interior design is, I mean, it's really debatable. What's my number one passion between fashion and interior design. I love them both so much. They're kind of both one in the same to me. My home is just another extension of how I express myself. And that's how I feel about fashion. So they both are just really important to me. Visually, I want everything around me to be beautiful. So we actually just sold our home and we are remodeling another home. And so I'm going to have the opportunity to just get to design an entire home again. And I'm just so excited about it. (laughs) I can't tell you. So it makes me really happy. Yeah. I would love to hear, I guess, what what your style is for this new home, or is it just ever-evolving given your creative background? It's ever-evolving, and this home already had its own kind of bones and structure to it, so I had to work within that. So I'm not bringing over my exact style like I have in this home. I feel like each building that you go into kind of already has its own flavor to it, so to speak, so you have to work within that, not fight against it. It's going to be warmer than my style is right now a little bit. I want to make it a little more curated. My style is always eclectic. It's always to mix vintage with new, um, high and low, a lot of contrast, the unexpected. I don't ever want anything to look like it's too planned, if that makes sense. And I love everything to be worn in and distressed, which is great because I live with three men. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I'm just getting the feeling with with Christmas, your interior design flair, just who you are, the, the pictures of the interior of your home when it's all said and done are going to be unbelievable. No, oh, thank you. I'm excited about it. Next time this year, yes. <laughs> It'll be fun. Going back, there, there was another quote I pulled up of yours that said, in the comparison game, we always lose, so don't waste your time on it. And I got to believe that there's there's more underneath just that simple sentence that I read. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, that's kind of a quote that I heard quite a while back, but I still stand by. I think in the comparison game, you do always lose. I, I don't think there's any exceptions to that. I think comparison steals the lifeblood and the energy from people. And I think it's one of the real dark points in our culture. I think we're set up to compare ourselves against standards that are not really attainable and not really embracing the beauty of humanity as a whole. So yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of deep just to throw that out there. But yeah, I try, I really try hard never to compare myself because it's just, it's futile and um, it's, it's just a black hole. No, it's just interesting. I think, you know, I wanted to bring that back to the business part of it. There's been guests on venture capitalists or coaches or CEOs, CFOs. And I would think that in their mind, they would want to look to competition and compare themselves. And you take a very unique approach and say, we are going to do what we are doing and do it as, as good as possible. And the cards and chips will fall where they may. Yeah, I think that, I mean, in the regards of that kind of competition, like my quote unquote competitors that are doing that are in the same line of work, I think it's wonderful to be inspired by people and to learn from them. I hope I do that for others, but there's no reason to directly compare because you're never going to be that person. And why would you want to? You have your own, everybody is so unique. Like there's not one person that's the same, right? So why are we not all capitalizing on that? Why are we trying to be like X, Y, and Z? You know, to me, it just seems, it just seems like a dead end to me and really stale. I would rather be fully myself than sell myself out and try to be like somebody else. That's just not of any interest to me at all. 
Yeah, no, that ma- that absolutely makes sense. I was going to ask you a question because of what you just said later, but I'll ask it now. Is you said interior design? Obviously, you're doing what you're doing with Miranda Fry, but if you could choose a completely different position, completely different profession from those, what would it be and why? Oh wow! You mean to do professionally? Yeah. Wow, that's hard. Those two keep me busy. I know, I know. That's why I took it away. (laughs) Okay, so I've never done this before, but it's like in my vision. So I would love to learn how to paint. (laughs) That's so random, but I would really love to learn how to paint. I've always been a little fascinated with it. And in uh, college, I studied art history. It's my favorite thing to study. And um, I had a, a wonderful teacher who made all the artists come alive for me. So I've always been really interested in just that whole world. So I think I might dabble in that one day. No, that that world is vast and it's definitely out of my knowledge sphere. But when you say paint, is this sporadic colors? Is this uh, portraits? What falls in your mind when you're saying painting? I kind of see like oil painting, everything. I think my style would be more abstract. I don't think I would, you know, I can't see myself doing portraits or anything like that. There was one artist that I loved who used to paint on mirrors and it gave like this reflective quality behind the paint that I thought was so beautiful. And I've always thought I would love to just try that and just, and like I said before, I have never painted before in my life. So I don't even know what I'm talking about, but that's the only thing that I could think of that would draw me professionally, like somewhere else where, where like I might invest that much into it. Is there a certain painter or artist that you would say, oh, I want to, paint like that? Nope. Nope. Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. I just, I wanted, wanted to ask. <laughs> no, I just, I just see it in my head a lot. And sometimes when that happens to me, um, I just kind of know that I'm working towards that. Yeah. Got it. There's another thing you said, you mentioned if you, you have something you want to pursue, but see others doing it already, know that there is room for all. I really like that, that quote a lot. And would love for you to talk about that for a second, if you don't mind. Yeah, I just, I'm a big fan of everybody having a place at the table. And I think that, again, society can tell us that there's not enough room and you need to scratch and claw and there's not enough and there's not enough. And I just really come from a place of abundance. I think there is more than enough. And I think that if we all kind of viewed life in that way, I think it would ease a lot of pain and anxiety and would make room for everybody. So I just, um, if you're meant to be doing something, there's always room for you. Like who cares? (laughs) Like there's so many jewelry designers out there and they're all magically talented. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm not going to spend one moment being taken down by that in any way. I'm, I'm going to celebrate them and I hope they would celebrate me. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. There's another quote that made me think of you. I I saw it actually right before you and I got on the, the podcast it's a, an actress uh, named Mae West. She's in like 1930s mm-hmm. Hollywood. And she had a quote oh, that yeah. said, are you familiar with her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mae good. West, yeah, yes. yeah. She, yeah. She said, uh, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. And I read that. And I honestly, like I said before, this is the first time you and I have talked, Miranda. And I was like, wow, this is like a Miranda Fry quote right now, because everything you're saying is so inspirational. It sounds matter of fact. And I know that there's a lot more hard work, Miranda, that's gone underneath some of the the, the items that we've covered today, but you're doing it, which I think is very inspirational for everyone to hear that. Oh, thank you. Those are very, very, very kind words. Thank you. So I usually like to wrap up 
my podcast on some rapid fire, very random questions. If you do not mind. <laughs> I don't mind at all. And the fir- the first is, yeah, I've thrown out some quotes, not only Miranda Fry quotes, but others. Are there any quotes, Miranda, that, that stick with you that you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, geez. No, I think I've already said them. It's pretty much just like a win-win. Yeah, no, no. I'm just not very good at remembering stuff. No, no, it's, it's fine. Verbatim. Yeah. So I just have ideas and concepts kind of that I go back to a lot. Do you have any, this is another one, any annoying habits? that you think would be a little humorous for the audience. I'm like, you should get my husband on the podcast. Yeah, right. be better to, <laughs> you better to answer that, right? Oh my gosh, I'm sure I have so many, but I'm like blanking out right now. Annoying habits. I twirl my hair to the point where I take it off inches sometimes. So I'm really trying to break that habit. I've had that since I've been a kid. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, last one here. This is a last dinner, meaning... Tomorrow is not happening. So you have a last dinner in front of you. What is on the plate or plates? And then what is in the glass next to you? Oh, wow. Well, fine wine is on that table for sure. I'm a great fine, red wine lover. So wine and water. And what, what uh, I want to, I want to go deeper in the wine before you get to the food. What, what kind of red wine? I like Cabernets normally like dry, dry reds. I'm not that schooled in wines. Um, I'm not that picky, but I really do love trying new wines and especially when they're nice. Love it. (laughs) I would probably do, gosh, I don't even know. Like food is always an ever evolving thing for me. Like I'm vegan right now, but I love a filet mignon too. (laughs) 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 I know, right? Well, it's your your last meal. So I think it's my last meal. So maybe a filet mignon, um, some mashed potatoes and a veggie and um, some really good red wine. But what would matter to me the most is just the people around me. So I would just want my boys and my husband there for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Miranda, this has been a great conversation. I want to ask if there's any, you know, parting words for, for the audience? I mean, the, the conversation has been inspirational to say the least, but if, if you have any last words to say for the audience, please go for it. I think we've said so much. I just, my heart is always just to encourage people that whatever their dream is and whatever they feel drawn to in life to move towards it. Um, if you don't move towards it, you'll never know. And that there is always room for everybody always. So don't ever let that hold you back. Just keep moving towards it. Perfect. Perfect way to end Miranda. Thank you so much for your time and and good luck with Miranda Fry, the company. No, thank you so much. I hope you have the best Christmas. (laughs) You too. Happy holidays. You too. Thanks again, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Miranda Fry. You can find Miranda just about anywhere, but her main website is MirandaFry.com. That's M-I-R-A-N-D-A-F-R-Y-E.com. You can find me at my website, which is RomyZate.com, R-O-M-Y-Z-E-I-D.com. Thanks again, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we'll talk in 2021.